0: Hi, I'm Tapia
1: And I'm Brian Ziegler from the band Dark Beauty. And you're, you're listening, listening to, to the Free Freeform Form Rock Podcast. Podcast.
0: All right! You are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast
2: with Mark Alden-Taylor. What? The Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden-Taylor and... Nobody? No! Somebody! Me! Lee Gerstman! Why aren't I on that thing? I want recognition!
1: Alright, man! Welcome to the Free Forum! Ah! Podcast. What's up, Lee?
2: Hey, how you doing? You almost sounded like a relative of mine who wanted me to go to the 99 cent store to give him a 50 cent bag of Slim Jims because he was hungry and he craved meat, damn it.
1: (laughs) Oh, oh. (laughs) Do you crave meat, Lee? (laughs) Um,
2: Not the same kind they do, but... Sometimes, yeah. Was it sausage? Uh, <laughs> I like some.
1: That's funny, man.
2: I don't go full sausage, but potentially a little bit.
1: You don't get you don't get that that big honky full
2: sausage I, in you. <laughs> I need to have enough room in my mouth to speak.
1: Do you do you take it in the front or the back?
2: Um. I could talk about when I was a kid and how I prefer to have thermometers stuck up me, but <laughs> I, I might wait um, for another episode to be very clear about that.
1: Okay, man. We're <laughs> uh, all joking aside, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I
0: just,
1: I just, I, I, I learned from the great Doctor Fuck to uh, when you say something, <laughs> to, to, to 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 frickin elaborate on it. <laughs> You know, because you're, um, you're comedy gold, you know.
2: Oh, well, thank you. Um, Sometimes I have gold pieces stuck up there and <laughs> I have to shake them off.
1: How <laughs> do you get gold up there? Man.
2: Yeah. Oh, there's gold up there. Hey, buddy, watch where you put your hands.
1: You might be having some prospectors coming
2: to check you <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're coming to take me away. Ha-ha, <laughs> but don't <laughs> touch up there. No, no, no.
1: Uh, they'll, they'll come out smelling like fucking shit. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 yeah.
2: There's, there, there are some um, stories that I could tell you that involve real shit. But but may, may, maybe they're, they're a little too weird for our <laughs> listeners.
1: Uh, I hope our listeners listen to us because we are weird
2: and we like <laughs> it that way, man. Yeah. Um, but but um, let's just say um, uh, if, if, if if you ever had a time where you, ha- you walked on a rug and then you saw, uh-oh, what did I just step in? I'll just leave it at that.
1: <laughs> oh God, Ugh, I just lost my. Not seat.
2: my house, but.
1: <laughs> hey man, uh, hey, Lee, Have you watched any newer movies yet? Are you still watching old ones?
2: Oh, um, I, I, um, I've watched some. There's, there's one movie, um, that I watched. I don't know how new it is, but um, with Jim Carrey called Dark Crimes. And, um, I might've mentioned it before and it was done in Poland and he plays this, um, um, like, um, cop or something in Poland. And it's, 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 it's a serious movie. He is not, he's not kidding in it.
1: I thought you'd go to like Scarlett Johansson movies because she likes to keep her shirt stuck in. Basically. Oh
2: yeah, I, I I went to one, of, or, or I mean, I got the DVD to one of her movies because they mentioned that. Yeah, she's um, she's she's pretty good.
1: Yeah, but by the time people listen to this episode, Black Widow will be out for like two months. So oh, that's coming oh, okay. out next next week in July. Oh, we got is episodes that with almost. Her? Yeah, it's almost with September. Okay. Yeah, you haven't watched any new, like, Marvel movies. Captain America, Spider-Man, um, Iron the Man. Last,
2: the, the, the the last um, movie that I saw that was like an adventure movie was probably The Mummy.
1: The Mummy with uh, Brandon Fraser? Yeah. Oh, okay, because they did a newer Mummy with Tom Cruise, which I thought was good. It was supposed to start a whole new Universal... Uh, monster movies they were gonna start with the mummy did go to Dracula all with Tom Cruise like being a normal yeah. he's like a monster hunter kind of so, oh yeah so but it it lagged in the movie theater and they, the Universal can the, the thing but uh, fucking Tom Cruise rules though man I can't wait for the next Mission Impossible
2: yeah but uh, one movie that I think that you might like which is not a new movie but I've seen it quite a few times and I had the um either the v- I think I had the VHS of it it was called Paycheck and with Ben Affleck.
1: Ah uh, I love Ben Affleck.
2: Yeah. It's a good movie. It's it's actually if I can find if I can see it again I will. It um without getting too much into it um it's about a guy who somehow he gets a paycheck for like maybe uh, millions of dollars for something that happened that he doesn't remember because um, they give him a shot of something and and then it's like a blink of the eye and then when he wakes up it's about like maybe I forget how many years later but it might have been like a few years later or a year later. And he doesn't even remember what he did, but he has to figure out what he did because he realizes some weird shit's happening.
1: Nice. I love Ben Affleck. Did you ever watch the movie Dodgeball?
2: No. Oh, dude,
1: that's with him and uh, Vince Vaughn. Um, oh, okay. And the girl who played, uh, well, ben, ben, ben Stiller's wife. No, Ben Affleck isn't in that. Ben, oh, I've seen Paycheck. No, I, I was getting Ben Stiller and Ben Affleck uh, mixed oh, up in goodness. my head. Fucking whiskey. Uh, but <laughs> uh, you like Ben Stiller?
2: Um, Is that the son of Jerry Stiller? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's cool.
1: Yeah, in that movie, Vince Vaughn, it's like a, a dodgeball team, and he's on the rival dodgeball team. And it's like he gets hit in the face, right? Or when he gets... He gets yeah something in, the, in there and he's had a thing and he's bleeding on his mouth and he goes to Vince Bond nobody makes me bleed my own blood <laughs> oh. <laughs> in that type of voice uh, you should watch that movie it's it's okay. called Dodge like there's a thing where the the one guru's in a freaking uh, wheelchair and he's throwing he said if you can dodge a ball you can dodge a wrench and he throws a fucking wrench at somebody he knocks him out <laughs> oh.
2: that's that's
1: funny. It's a great movie. You should watch it, man. Oh, Christine Taylor, Ben Stiller's wife in there. She played Marcia Brady in the Brady Bunch movies.
2: Oh, 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 she was in that, that show, Hey Dude.
1: Yeah. She, yeah. She, she's Ben Stiller's wife. Lucky guy. Oh,
2: wow. I That's love cool. her. Yeah, I, I I used to watch that a lot. She has her shirts hey. tucked
1: in and a lot of stuff, Yes. Yes.
2: Um, hey Dude. Yeah.
1: Hey Dude.
2: In uh, fact, Kelly Brown, the other lady who was in Hey Dude, she she um has like a jewelry shop in like montauk which is like maybe about five or so hours away from where i am but who knows i might sometime take the trip up there and buy some jewelry just to meet her and take a selfie or something you know
1: all right man well let's get into this album shall we lee unless you have more to say Nah, I'm, I'm all
2: good.
1: Nah, this is, an, this is a group called Crack the Sky, Safety and Numbers. Uh, yep. This album came out in October 1978. Dude, I just turned 8. Woo-hoo. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> right I was 8. Um, and this was yeah. recorded in uh, La, La Studio, Moron Heights in Quebec, where, where a lot of great albums by the police and Rush were recorded. Oh. Yeah, if you ever watched the video for like... Uh, like Tom Sawyer and stuff where they had that big glass in front and they're in the studio. That's uh, that's oh. the studio, the studio. And oh, wow. uh, Vital Signs video. That was, and the police recorded like, some classic albums up there. Also, it's in disarray right now. There's like spray painting, oh, right. broken glass because they went out of business, mm-hmm. but they have a fund. They want to restore it to its former glory and bring it back. That's- and that's cool. Yeah, I belong to a page about that. Uh, this guy's an activist to get that studio back because it's a lot of great musical history in that yeah. studio, man. But I was going, oh, that was recorded there. That's fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, damn. Um, this is their third studio album. It's an American rock band uh, released yeah. in October 1978. Uh, Lifesong Records, the band's highest charted charting release on the Billboard album chart, peaking at number 126. Okay, that's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> okay,
2: yeah, because I have other stuff that I was going to say about it, and I'm I'm glad because you'll be reading it from Wikipedia, but I'll be talking about it according to interviews that I've, I've Whoa, heard. Well,
1: fuck, I don't know this band, dude. I have to read from Wikipedia on here.
2: Yeah, well, well okay. In <laughs> well, fact, um, it, it was either this album or another album that I wanted to pick, and, and like, they're both so good. But I picked this one specifically um, because I, I figured that well I needed to pick this one. But okay,
1: all right, man. Why did you need to pick it?
2: Well, well, it's okay. I'll, I'll tell you this because it's such an interesting album in the career. I'll I'll tell you this. Um, their their main guy, their songwriter John Palumbo, who was on their first two albums. Um, and who wrote everything that they did? They, um, their first album was considered to be, according to Rolling Stone, like either the number one debut album or the number one album in that year. And John Palumbo kind of got it into his ego and made him feel very cool. And of course, their distribution on Life Song. Was kind of strange so they had a thing where people were trying to buy the album but um, they, they couldn't get it because they heard about it in Rolling Stone but they, they couldn't get it because life song didn't have the right distribution I did have a copy on vinyl by the way so I was able to get one but I got one at Tower Records for a dollar but anyway, um, so he was saying stuff like, like, "We're too good to play this venue," or um, da 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 da." And he was um, he was kind of he was kind of um, not really being in his right mind. and then by the time of their third album, um, he was saying to the guitarist Rick Rikowski, I think we should go in a totally new direction and do music that that is totally different than everything else that we did and Rick said well I don't think so I think that we have a sound that the audience likes and if we get away from that sound then we might lose our audience so John Palumbo said goodbye I'm gone And then he walked out the door and and quit. And so here's a band without their lead songwriter. And so some bands might say, what the hell do we do? But they got another singer and uh, another guy. And Rick and a couple of the other members of the group wrote some songs and they used the songs that John Palumbo had already written and and they made an album that's just as good as anything that they did originally and then um later um when John Palumbo was back <laughs> in the group and they're still doing music now by the way they did an album this year by the way and but anyway they they did a a redone of this album with John Palumbo's vocals on it which um I mean it's fine but it's not the original and his voice sounds almost like as if you can tell that it's it's like new vocals on an older release or something I mean it's cool that they did it but um the version with Gary Lee Chapel, this one with him on vocals, is so good. And that's why I wanted to do it. And that's why I wanted to do this album, because it's one album where the group was in a situation where um it could have not worked out well for them. And they succeeded really well. So that's why I wanted to pick it.
1: That's cool. But yeah, I was going to ask you... Uh John Palumbo's not even on in the band. <laughs> he just wrote songs, so that that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I like that, man. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, it's kinda like what uh Ariel Speedwagon did with Kevin Cronin in riding the storm out. They recorded that album with him. <laughs> yeah. And then fucking they fired him and then they brought somebody in to redo his vocals.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have that, the, and they weird. finally
1: released the original version of "Riding the storm out with Kevin's vocals on it. And I love it because that's that
2: might be good.
1: I've always, I've never liked, I, I remember I bought REO two, which we did a review on. You go back yeah. and listen to it. Really great album. Uh, REO two, the first album didn't have, I went and bought the first album too. I go, wait, this isn't Kevin Cronin. Cause I got into them in eight, the eighties. Yeah. So when Kevin was in the band and then, I've heard him sing Riding the Storm Out live all the time, you know, and 157 Riverside like, Avenue.
2: I, I, I do like how he sounds on Riding the Storm Out.
1: Yes, he sounds, but the, his version in the studio is not as good as the live version with him.
2: You know, oh, okay.
1: It, it, he got, it, 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 for some reason, There's it doesn't have as much energy in the studio version with Kevin or the original or the, the re-recorded I, version. Then it does I, I live.
2: Agree. I agree with that. Even though I haven't heard the studio version with him, but I but um yeah, but but no, I, I do like the live version of it.
1: I'll send it to you. I'll send you the track. Okay. Uh okay. But, but it sounds very cool because they kicked him out of the band and then they Ario sucked on the next album and he yeah. brought him back for Ario, the freaking cow album. Uh, which had Keep Pushing <laughs> On on it. Which, fucking, I need that album on vinyl. It's fucking out of print. That album's even out of print. Wow. One of my favorite albums by them. Uh, so let's get into this record, shall we? We get into the first song, Nuclear Apathy. What'd you think about this one?
2: Yeah, well, this song is epic. It's mind-blowing how great it is. I think this song is the equal, if not even better than The Who or other groups who do powerhouse songs i believe this song should be played on classic radio on occasion it's a gem it it's a really great song
1: yeah it starts out with beautiful acoustic guitar to start the song yeah. then comes in with some soft vocals and then goes into a killer riff and sounds like 70s rush oh my (laughs) fucking rocking this fucking song tricked me (laughs) in the beginning oh no it's gonna be fucking slow and low but it wasn't it fucking rocked and i liked i like songs that start off slow and then pick up and then go back to slow and this is what this song does
2: yep and it's the first song that i picked
1: you picked it but okay i got your second set of songs you oh, said to pick oh. your second set set of songs.
2: Oh, I'm cool with that. I mean, I I said um,
1: you gave me two I, versions, and then you yeah, texted yeah. me and said, "I want the second set. The first set oh, had this song." I on think. It.
2: Oh, I, oh, I think I said that that I wanted to do the first one, but I said I'm totally cool with doing the second set. Hey, we can do the second set, you know. But 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 what I want to say before before we do that is I because I'm totally cool with the second set, because the other song that I picked, I I like that also just as much, so I want to be able to mention to the audience, if you want to hear a great song, go to YouTube, go and click on the song, go and put in the search engine, Crack the Sky Nuclear Apathy, and then you can hear a great song. But yeah. yeah, I mean I mean I I I, I uh, the reason I I I first uh the, the the reason why I later said um I I mean when 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 you said, "Hey, pick the first one cuz who cares about the link." But in truth, I also like the other song because the other song is also really really interesting. And so um I'm 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 totally cool with doing the second song instead.
1: Well, you know what? I love the first song, so I'm gonna fucking pick it. So here's okay, fucking. Thank you. Yeah, so here's fucking nu- Nuclear Apathy on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Was nuclear apathy? We already uh, talked about the song, and and I just want to say it's a good start to the album. Yeah. And then we get to the uh, the next track, "Long Nights." What do you think about this one?
2: This isn't a song I really like, but I can listen to it. I've definitely heard worse, but to me, this is the one song used. To be a balance between the first song and the next song. It's to give the listener a different musical experience. So I can see that and I can dig it. But I skip the song usually. It would fit better on Styx's Cornerstone album. But maybe I like this song a little better than that album. It's the one not great song on a great album.
1: Well, I, I said, uh, now this band sounds like Supertramp. Really cool. Huh. Well-crafted okay. song, great vocals and instrumentations. Love the guitar sound part where he's like st- 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 strumming it. Fucking, okay, I wow. like that, man. It's a really good song.
2: Hey, I might, hey, hey you might change my mind about it. Yeah. And, Thank uh, you.
1: And the sticks comparisons will come on later in my review. Uh, and then okay. we get to the third song on the album, Flashlight, which you picked. So here's Flashlight on the Freeform Rock Podcast. That was Flashlight. Why'd you pick this track, Lee?
2: This is an odd song because the beat is a bit complex and has a start and stop effect to it. At first, when I first heard it back in the day, I thought it was irritating. But then I got to where I really liked it because it was different and the band plays really tight on it. It's a cool song.
1: Yeah, it sounds like uh Crosby steals a Nash uh to start the song with the vocals.
2: <laughs>
1: and then I like he said about the drums, I love the cool offbeat drumming. Yeah. And if you notice the guitar is following the drums, that's fucking awesome. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking the drum is playing a beat and the guitar is going with it, it's fucking amazing. I love that. That's that's one of the
2: only songs that the whole band wrote together. With John Palumbo and Rick Witkowski and and Joey DiAmica and um, Jim Griffiths and Joe Mecker.
1: I just want to give a shout out to Bob Robert Hay, man. I hope this isn't the typical review we do that I fucking go blah, blah, and everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I still talk to bob he's still a friend I, I, I he just pisses people off on our podcast page that's why i got him off facebook because we don't need to lose the fans we already have <laughs> so
2: well i have nothing against him oh i have I mean,
1: nothing he, ag- I, I have nothing against him off of facebook but he's he's too yeah. blunt with people on there and likes to argue and that's why i don't talk about politics
2: anymore on i facebook. mean he has good musical taste he knows that my music or my vocals are dumb or whatever, you know, so hey, you know, um, um, (laughs) at least he's smart.
1: Hey, he compared you to Randy Newman, and that's a great thing right there, man. No, that's not smart. (laughs) Come on, Lee. I love LA. No, actually, um. We love it.
2: There's, there's an album that I might want us to do of Randy Newman later, and I might, um, say, dedicated to Bob Hay.
1: Fuck, Randy Newman did a lot of great soundtrack songs, like fucking uh, from uh, Major League. You know, Cleveland by the river. He know, wrote. Like, Mama short,
2: told me not to come. To Three Dog Night. Tune. And,
1: and uh, short people got no reason to.
2: And plus, I love that song.
1: And plus, from fucking you got a friend and me. <laughs> I love that. You know, he did short people on Saturday Night Live back in the day. I have, I think, in the first season, I have. The first season of SNL on Saturday Night Live it was pretty good. Pretty good.
2: I I prefer the, the older stuff that he did when he did stuff like Let's Burn Down the Cornfield. Yeah. But that's me.
1: All right, Bob, we love you, man. Uh, we probably let you back on the podcast if you're not a dick on the podcast page. But uh, stop, pi- <laughs> stop pissing be- people off with your fucking Sammy Hagar love, which I love Sammy. But fucking if somebody says they don't like Sammy Hagar, don't call them stupid. <laughs> fucking people can like what they want man we're we're dude i'd fucking post what's that band that I, I i don't like king diamond but i post stuff by king diamond because other people like him on the page so i reckon do that for them because i'm a giver not a taker
2: <laughs>
1: oh i'll post like uh in this day in history king diamond or what's that band he was in uh merciful Um, fate released this album i i post that shit i post fucking slayer shit i don't like it and i let people post that shit even if i don't like it because it's a group it's a community man share your music get on the fucking facebook page tell us what you like even if i don't like it it's fucking cool (laughs) yeah Even if Lee doesn't like it, because Lee don't like anything. Uh, yeah, I
2: don't like nothing. I'm not Mikey. I'm Monkey.
1: He's Monkey. He throws his poop at you if you don't like a good song.
2: Well, Monkey. Not Monkey, but, 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 but the Monkey Monkey. You know
1: what? You should, you should write a song. I throw my poop at you if you don't like good music. <laughs> I,
2: I, I did do a song long ago called I Hate Music. Dun 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 dun. I hate music, and it went like, turn off your photograph, turn it off, you creep. Don't you mute? Don't you know that music is bad? Now go and go to sleep. Dun dun dun. I hate music. Dun 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 dun. I wrote that around 1982. I don't have the original anymore. I should try to redo it.
1: All right, man, you should, you should, you should, still, you should write a song called I Throw Poop at You.
2: Hey, I, 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 I I wrote a song with my, my band, um, Dirty Blackjack Thunder called The World Is Made, no, because this world is made of poo, you know, so I've, I've, I've done stuff like that.
1: Or poo-poo on you.
2: (laughs) Hey, that sounds like, 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 like like, poo-poo, poo-poo on you. Poop, 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 You should just do that with some. do it off. Poop, 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 on you. Ow! With some killer
1: synthesizer ribs going.
2: poop boop, 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 I could, I, I, I could do that.
1: Yeah, man, make it an original so we could put it on a podcast. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: All right.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> like, like Phil Collins goes. Ha ha. Yeah. Uh <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we we haven't done that album, the Genesis self titled Mama album. I love that album. Alright. All right. Let's get it's fucking dude, that album is so fucking weird. It reminds me of you when I listen to the self title. It has a fucking like illegal alien and fucking <laughs> uh uh Fucking, uh, you know that's all. But the other songs on there are progressive weirdness, like fucking "Home by the Sea," You're fucking okay. "Mama," you know. Mama, I is...
2: like the album "We Can't Dance" a little better, but I know oh, I, know. I love
1: that album too. That album is awesome. But that album, fucking, <laughs> where he <it> goes, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah,
2: that's on "Mama."
1: Yeah, fucking, my wife thinks that's creep- that creeps her out.
2: <laughs> yeah
1: i like shit like that though and, yeah and then we get to the uh we digress uh we get to the next song prelude to safety and numbers what do you think about this one?
2: Oh, you 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 oh. actually have do, do you have the prelude to safety the numbers
1: no i don't i didn't get that oh it's part of Lighting up mcgraw right
2: no no um the, the, does it start with like a, a keyboard thing and then it all of a sudden... I have no idea
1: because I only have seven right. tracks and it's listing eight so I don't have the prelude.
2: Oh, okay, but do you know the song Safe... I mean, probably before? not, so you
1: should probably I mean, say I
2: mean, it. No, well, well, no, I mean you, we have the song Safe-y, Safey in Numbers, right? Yeah. Yeah. All it is... Thank you for telling me that because I wanted to mention all it is is the first minute of the song and then it cuts off. So it's like as if you're hearing the introduction to something, and then it stops. So what I want to say is on the original vinyl, it had prelude to safety in numbers. And um, I think that it's interesting that they did that, because it's it's kind of like as if they're introducing the fact that on side two it's going to be songs that John Palumbo didn't write. That's what I think. Later, Crack the Sky did an album called Photo Flamingo, which has, like, a prelude to Photo Flamingo as the first track. And then on the last track is Photo Flamingo. So I think John Palumbo took... Um, in Influenced by the by what the rest of the guys did on that one occasion which is surprising but but i would say as a track on its own it would be like if you were listening to a song you liked and then made yourself pick the needle up just because and it it sounded awkward like people would think where's the rest of the song so i don't think it worked Musically, but I do think that as an idea, it was quirky because it was something that that band you could you could imagine them doing. So so that that was my my take on it.
1: Nice. I I guess I didn't have it. <laughs> so
2: that's yeah. Pretty all cool. it is is if, if 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 you've heard the song "Safety in Numbers," just imagine just the first minute of that song and then stopped okay so so so, yeah yeah so so um you could tell me what you think about that idea if you want
1: well it seems kind of like shouldn't they put the prelude before the song but that's pretty cool yeah Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
2: i actually i actually agree with you
1: (laughs) okay so that was kind of a mistake maybe that's why it wasn't on um yeah amazon for me to listen to
2: I'm thinking maybe the group might have thought, well, do we really need to keep this?
1: Yeah. It's only a minute and 15 seconds, so.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: All right, so then we get to the next song, Lighten Up, McGraw. So here's uh, Lighten Up, McGraw, because you picked it on the Freeform Rock podcast. (laughs) Yeah. That was lighting up McGraw. Why'd you pick this track, Lee?
2: This is one of Rick Witkowski's songs, and it shows that he's as much of a good songwriter than John Palumbo. Surprisingly, this whole album is as good as anything they did with John Palumbo. The critics agreed, too. It's almost mind-blowing to think a group like this could be as good as they are after their leader left. This song rules.
1: Uh, let me see what I think about it before we get into this ruling shit. No, I'm joking.
2: Uh- <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a teacher, but just because I hold a ruler doesn't mean I rule.
1: Teacher, teacher, can you teach me? Okay,
2: all right.
1: That, that's from a uh, 38 special, a song written by uh, Brian Adams and Jim Balance, which was, which was released Brian Adams' version on the Reckless uh, 25th anniversary of that album, which is really good song. I like it i love brian adams
2: i i think i I think i kind of like brian adams better than 38 special but please don't make me talk about the lame rock that i actually like
1: all right let's uh light number craw the bass sounds like chris squire of yes on this one it rules and the guitar sounds like steve howe this could be a yes song but the vocals are not john it's not like high tenor this song rules a lot. And it has so much layers going on in it. I fucking love it.
0: Right on. Man.
1: The fucking bass, I was like listening to it. I go, man, this sounds like Chris Squire. First, I thought it sounded like Getty Lee. Now I listened to a little bit more and it sounded like Chris. <laughs> and then the guitar came in with the, like the freaking bluegrass kind of picking. Fucking Steve Howell. Yeah. <laughs> he shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then we get to the, uh, the next song. Which is uh, Give Myself to You, which you picked also. So here's Give Myself to yep. You on the Freeform Rock podcast. give myself to you. Why'd you pick this song, Lee?
2: This would be considered a deep cut if the album had ever been well known. And it's one of the best songs on the album. The guitar riff and the beat and the playing and everything is right on time. As far as I'm concerned, this band knows how to rock and they do it well.
1: You know, when I read my notes on shit and I write these notes on my phone, I'm not a good typer, and I misspell words, so I misspelled a couple words in this fucking shit, and sometimes I gotta stop myself from saying it how I spelled it, which is like yeah. uh, like on Brian Brian Davis' show, The Bad Beat, in the chat room. I misspell a lot of shit, because I don't watch how I'm typing, and it's not like I'm stupid, or don't know how to spell the words, it's just I fucking suck at keyboards.
2: <laughs> so, I've, I've, I've been there, man. I've, I've <laughs> I've had times where um, I, I oh boy, I know what you mean
1: it's like I see it and I fucking, like, I go back on Facebook and look at a post and got I fucking spelled it that way, what the fuck, I hope nobody saw it and I try to change it, you know
2: yeah, I, I it's do. like I
1: need to proofread shit before I write it, but I'm so fast to type, I, I try to type fast, but I'm not a good fucking keyboardist or typer, so I fuck up well this song right here a cool Beatles type song mixed with Queen. See, I misspelled Queen. I put instead of two E's, I put two N's. Uh, with the background <laughs> vocals are cool. It's, su- it sounds like Queen with the background vocals. And then, that's cool. Then the guitar sounds like Brian fucking May. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> sounding. The lead fucking rules. Cool ass shit. This is a great song. Fucking, it's yeah. like, did they listen to? Well, Queen was out for a while back then. They brought dude, the guitar sounded like Brian May, and the background vocals sounded like Brian May. Wow. At, fir- at first, I was thinking about background vocals kind of sound like Huey Lewis in the News. And I listened to it again. I go, no, this is more Queenish, especially when the lead came in. Like, that's more Queen. So when I heard the lead. You're, I go, yeah, this you're, is Queen. You're,
2: you're giving me more things to to listen to on this, man. you're 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 you're, you're doing great.
1: It's like if the Beatles made a song with Queen. How about that?
2: Wow, man! You know, I, 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 man, you're you're right on time with this review, man.
1: Right on time. Keep on time. Keep on. Got to keep on time. <laughs> That's Queen, right? Keep on time. Um, keep on time. Everybody's got to keep I, on time. <laughs> I guess. I, I think I, was, I.
2: I guess I stopped listening to them by that time.
1: I think that was on jazz. I don't know.
2: Okay, I, I, i I've, I've always <laughs> tried to hear that album, and I never got through it.
1: All right. Then we get to track seven, the title track, Safety in Number, which which had the prelude to Safety in Numbers. Oh, wait, wait. No, I messed up. Yeah, yeah. Track seven, A Night on the Town, in parentheses, with Snow White. What'd you think of this one?
2: This song is cute. It's not my favorite, but I wouldn't skip it. I actually like it because it shows the quirky edge of the band that they were known for. I could imagine this being done on a Broadway play. It's not bad at all. It gets my approval.
1: It's a cool song. I like it a lot. It's uh this fucking track listing is confusing me because they had that prelude shit in there. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's like cool.
2: they have the prelude listed but not actually on the on the on the album. Yeah,
1: 'cause I did a review of seven songs, but fuck, it, I don't know. Yeah. man. So yeah, that, maybe this, this is maybe this is the song with the cool Be- uh, Be- Beatles beatle song. I don't know. <laughs> I'm fucking confused now. Uh, uh,
2: wow, yeah, because "Give Myself to You" is a little more of a heavy, heavy. Yeah, so this is rocker, the, but 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 it's so good.
1: I think "Give Myself to You" was a good riff to start the song. Killer rhythm going on, and the lead has a very tasty. Love the song. That is, because the fucking track listing fucking fucked me up on, uh, but,
2: but, and yeah, then, but and I, then the, I, no, I, I can see what you say about Nine in the Town sounding more like the Beatles and Queen. That makes more sense to me.
1: Yeah. Nine in the Town sounds like if the Beatles and Queen made a song, I, I fucked up guys because the track listing fucked me up on here and I didn't see that song when I did. Uh, so yeah. So let me go back. Give myself to you is a good riff to start the song, killer rhythm going on, and the song has a tasty lead. Love it. And then we'll go back to A Night on the Town with Snow White, which is a cool Beatles-type song mixed with Queen with the background vocals, cool song, and then a Brian May sounding lead, fucking cool-ass shit. Sounds like the Beatles and Queen made a song together there. <laughs>
2: so, yeah. You all know right. what? I, I've done reviews. Um, I won't say which ones or where I've done them, where I totally lost the notes to a song, so I just said something about the song, and then someone said, that doesn't sound at all like that song.
1: Yeah, uh, I totally well, skipped something. I
2: guess, um, I guess to me it did. So A yeah. Night on
1: so a night out of Town with Snow White is fucking Beatles and Queen together. So we got that yeah. now. All right, let's right get, on, let's right get to the last song, the title track, Safety and Numbers. What did you think about this one?
2: This is a Rick Witkowski song, but it sounds a lot like what John Palumbo would write. And I mean that in a good way. In fact, later, John Palumbo wrote a song for another Crack the Sky album, and the song sounded like this somewhat. So maybe he was influenced by Rick Witkowski. I don't know why, but I could imagine The Who doing this song. It's not my very favorite on here, but it's one of the really good songs. I like it.
1: All right. And then, uh, this is what I think. This is a really cool album. And this song, I love the atmospheric sound it has. And it has those kind of sticks harmonies in it. Wow. Yeah. It fucking kicks ass. Sounds like Tommy Shaw. The, the singer sounds like Tommy Shaw is singing this song, dude. Uh, right I could hear sticks doing this. And Lee, thank you for this album because I really liked it and it's staying in my Amazon music. Right on, and I'll probably go buy it to get get this band some residuals. But this fucking cool, man. That's cool. I like it. It's a great album, Lee. Fucking a, I love it.
2: Yeah, Um, the other album that I I I could have picked um, also, which I might pick later on down the road, is also really good. But, (laughs) But 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 because of Nuclear Apathy, which I think is an epic song that's one of the main reasons why I picked it. And also because of flashlight.
1: Yeah, man, this is a really good album, dude. I like it a lot, man. Yeah. Uh, man. He was... also
2: did a live album. Um, um, I think after this, that was really good.
1: Yeah, I think the song I was talking about from Queen Je- Jazz was dead on time dead on time dead on time never. oh
2: i think i kind of you know how
1: he goes with the drums yeah. go, on time dead... he's like scatting a little bit yeah i cool. think
2: i remember that a little bit
1: yeah man uh because i don't want queen fans to crucify me but i got the right album
2: <laughs> yeah i don't care if queen fans crucify me what are they gonna do slap me with their um latex glove oh you... you bitch you got the wrong song shut up
1: do you want me no. to say the names of the band who sang the songs, who did it?
2: If you want.
1: All right. Joey D. Uh, Am- Amerkra? Amingo Or whatever.
0: Percu- Diamico.
1: Diamico. Diamico. There it goes. Percussion, background vocals, lead vocals on long nights. Jim Griffiths, electric and acoustic guitar, backup vocals. Joe Massacre? Ma- Massacre? Macker. Macker. Uh, electric and s- synthesized bass guitar, <laughs> Moog pedals and backup vocals, Wick Wykowski, electric and acoustic guitars, Mellotron, backup vocals, Jerry Lee Campbell, Camp Chapel, right, Campbell? Chapel, Chapel. Lead vocals, backup vocals, acoustic guitar, Rob Stevens, piano, Mini Moog, Oberheim synthesizer. I said Oberheim, right?
2: Yay! Burrito. Yeah, you said it right. <laughs>
1: Fuck, I can't enunciate words anyways, but it's harder when you're buzzed. All right. and um, I hear
2: you.
1: And fucking George Marino mastered it. It sounds really good. He always does a great mastering job. And we already said it was recorded at La Studio Moron Heights, Quebec, Ontario, Canada. So right give on. a shout out to those hosers up there, man. Uh-huh. Um, and if you guys listen to that, donate to the fund to uh, uh, re- redo that studio so we could get bands up there again man fucking when they open the border again alright and then we get to our tracks of the week and you I didn't listen to it Lee I'm sorry I forgot because I went to a Dodger game and watched them get shut out uh, actually no hit fuckers uh, Cross Breeze um, the oh, band is Cross Breeze the song is There Once Was yeah then I picked Jackson Brown Boulevard because I thought it went with the fill of this album
2: yeah yeah
1: I love Jackson Brown. We haven't done a Jackson Brown album yet. We need to do one of his. Um, yeah. He's still, I I follow him on, uh, do you follow him on TikTok? No, I don't. He does a lot of, uh, uh like, he does a lot of impromptu acoustic shit. Really cool.
2: Huh. Okay.
0: You know,
1: short shit. You know, TikTok doesn't yeah. pay you go that long.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and your
1: track of the week, Lee, yeah. don't let me hound you, parentheses, when you follow us. Fall a sheep. Yeah. <laughs> fall a sheep. That's a pretty cool pun, dude.
2: Yeah, because I put <laughs> hound, so I put sheep. It's it it mentions a bunch of animals in it.
1: But the thing is when you said fall a sheep, you know when yeah. you fall asleep you count sheep. <laughs> so it's kind of Yeah. If you yeah. can't fall asleep you start counting sheep. That's fucking cool, dude. I loved it. But part of the lyrics
2: are I never thought you were a big hog I just thought you were a nice frog then I will tell your mama uh, that I'm not a and I said bummer but I did it like Obama <laughs> so people might think that I was you know talking about uh, well um someone with that name but no I was saying like bummer like that <laughs>
1: All right, man. So that was our uh, review of "Crack the Sky" by Safety Numbers. It's a really cool album. It's available on streaming, and I think Amazon has it for sale on CD, so uh, at a really good price. So go check it out if you like it. Buy, support your artist, man. Even if they're old, they still make money off your shit, off your money. Yep. So uh, Lee, we're done, man. We're over. We're finit. We're okay. So say gu- say goodbye, man. Say goodbye in a nice way today.
2: Bye-bye, everybody. I hope that you can suck on some good coffee ice. <laughs>
1: Alrighty, then.
3: There once was a moon. There once was an earth. There once was someone that really knew what it all was for. Can't you see them, can't you hear them fall They've been going down the very
0: tall
3: We once had it here, we once saw it clear But now we run to losing our Our restless fear Something's burning Something's burning fast Tell me brother How long will this last And all around you People are talking You seem to be Walking away from
0: it all The
3: ones was the moon The ones was the earth There once was someone that really knew what it all was Can't you see them? Can't you hear them fall? They've been going down, down the very top
2: Shoe in right by my belt. I wanted to clue you in. That's just how I felt. Don't let me hound you when you are going out. You are a trout. You have just listened to the Free Form Rock Podcast.